Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much? It's been a good week here. It is November 1st, the 1st of November, <laughs> 1996. It is. Welcome, November. November is uh, depressing me as far as the episode oh. of 90210. National Nonagon Month. You know why? Why? Because <laughs> it's not Thanksgiving on the episode? I don't know. No, because I'm starting to realize I don't like Kelly, and that makes me sad. Oh. It makes me sad inside. Well, Kelly's having the time right now. What's funny is Kelly's right about everything, and it almost makes it worse. <laughs> she keeps doing this thing with her face that just makes her look bitchy, too. Mm-hmm. Like, she pinches it all up like she's an old ornery lady. <laughs> she really does. <laughs> The episode begins with Brandon saying that he didn't mean to make her wet. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, I don't remember the context. I just know she was, you know, wet t-shirting it. He was, they were were washing the car, I think. Okay. And he got her, she's like, you're supposed to wash the car, not the girl. (laughs) That was fine. That wasn't bad. No, yeah, she was fine with, with that. No, but then uh, when she's going to go dry off or whatever, then she smells pot coming from Valerie's room. Mm-hmm. And she fucking, like, calls her out on it. She, she, I believe, does she go right in or does she call her name? She's like, hey, Valerie. She, I don't know. She went up to her door. Valerie, I, th- I think she called her name because I think Valerie threw the pot out the window. <laughs> and then she's like, uh, do I smell marijuana? And... She's like, oh, no, it's just incense. And she just looks at her like, you Mm -hmm. piece of fucking lying shit. Right. Now, why does Kelly know so well what what marijuana smells like? I don't know. I was going to say her mom, but her mom was always into cocaine. Right. I mean, I have to assume she smoked it at some point. And later she says, if she's smoking pot, whatever, but I just don't know why she feels the need to cover it up. Well, if that's your if that's your your stance that you don't care if she's smoking pot or not, then then why are you going there trying to catch her, trying to yeah. call her out, and like looking at her all judgy? Yeah, like who cares? Of course, she's like hiding it. Like at some point in the episode, she says, "I'm just trying to fit in," right? And I mean, I believe that. Like, I mean, she's doing it poorly, but. <laughs> She kind of acts like how she wants everybody to, like, how she thinks yeah. everybody wants her to be. Like a sociopath. <laughs> right? <laughs> she is, yeah, she is kind of acting, she's playing, a, she's playing a role. Yeah. Well, and I mean, she's openly cheating on Steve. No, so. she's closed, closedly <laughs> cheating on Steve. Well, the door's cracked open now. Yeah, well, that's true. Oh. Anyway, what, it, I... There's there's really I mean, this is a very Valerie heavy episode. It is. And I guess shades of Dylan and maybe shades of Steve? Yeah, I guess. I mean Oh, the other the other plot is Donna and David and mm-hmm. Claire. Oh my. <laughs> and 
And what's his name? I don't know. Flint Hardcock. What was his name again? Stone. Stony Flintstones. I don't know. Generic frat dude. Grant Stone Mason. Sure. Something like that. <laughs> Played by some dude. I looked up his name. Played by some dude named Casper Van Dien. What a name. Casper. Hmm. And Van Dien. Yeah, he sounds like he would be a really big dork and kind of pretentious. Do you think he looks like a big dork? No. Do you? Mm, I I don't know. Maybe. Maybe a closet dork. He looks like his name could be Monty. (laughs) Monty! (laughs) The only Monty I know is Monty Hall. I, I think of uh, the one in With Honors. Oh, okay. Yeah, we saw it yeah, with Honors. That's that's going back. I think that's going back to our first season. Yeah, I think so. It was a good movie. Brendan Frazier. Lord Montague. Mm-hmm. So Valerie's smoking the pot. That's right. Kelly has the, caught her. The ganja. <laughs> but she denies it. And... Then I think next she's at Dylan's, right? She just goes and walks in his house, just lets herself in. Not even, doesn't even knock. Yeah, which is very rude. She's like, Brenda never just came over? And he goes, no, she fucking didn't. Yeah, she called first, which is not true. No, not always. I mean, and Kelly would just show up all the time. Whatever. I don't like people coming over listening to my business. It's because he doesn't want people to find out he's broke. Yeah. So... Yeah, she walks in, she overhears him, and he, um, but I mean, not really. Like, I don't think she heard anything important. I think she heard a little bit. And then, you know, they fuck on his table. <laughs> That's how she makes it better. He, she brings over the box of chocolates that Steve gave her for her one month in L.A. anniversary. Oh, yeah. And she offers them to Dylan. I totally misunderstood that. I thought she bought that for Dylan. No. No, Steve gave it to her. That's awful. They, She's such a bitch. They mentioned. Maybe she is a bitch and a whore, Carol. Uh, <laughs> but he says, he goes, do you got any caramel in that box? And she goes, why don't we find out in your bedroom? He goes, let's find out right here. And then he climbs on top of her. And I was thinking, what box is he looking for caramel in? <laughs> Oh my god, that's awesome! <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it was it's it's weird. It's a weird situation. She does kind of she does pull her, you know. Hey, I have a vagina, and we're gonna have sex thing she, again because he says something like I don't remember what he says, but she's like, "Oh, I, you know, well, you want me to leave, or should I?" Oh no, she he says the call first thing, and she picks up the phone and says, "Hey." Dylan, do you mind if I come over and we do it uh, during the daytime with the shades open or whatever? <laughs> yeah, which was cute. Whatever. I guess. But I don't know if cute's the way I would describe <laughs> that. I don't know if I would equate that to like an eight-year-old doing a song and dance in school. Right? Okay. So later in the day, though, the same fucking day. Yeah. She's at the peach pit with Steve, Mm -hmm. and Dylan is also at the peach pit. How awkward. Like, they were just fucking. And she kisses Steve. And they have to act like they they don't hardly know each other. Right. Do you remember Dylan, he says? She's like, oh, yeah, kind of. So, while they're at the peach pit, 
And yes, she does fucking like make out with Steve in front of him just to make him jealous. I feel bad. She's just playing with him. Both of them. Well, I was going to say, which one? Yeah, she's just playing with both of them. She's she's more hardcore playing with Dylan than she is Steve. <laughs> but um, while they're there, they start talking about like how they, they're not making any money. Nat's complaining about it, too, because the place is empty. Well, Nat's... That's not really complaining about Well, it. he says Dylan's busting his chops about how the place is always right. empty. Dylan, or Nat says, hey, you know, every place is like this since the earthquake and blah, blah, blah. Because remember, this is 1994. I mean, this is 1996, mm-hmm. but we're still two years behind it. So this is 94, the, you know, the Golden Gate Bridge yeah. uh, fucking whatever, earthquake. Big yeah. earthquake. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty big earthquake. I don't know why that would keep people from wanting to go out, though. I don't either. And it doesn't even seem like it does. They're just saying, like, what they're doing is different. They're not sitting in a, you know, diner with a jukebox drinking coffee. They're out partying. Right. Well, Steve's, yeah, Steve's like, let's turn this into a nightclub. So they they decide to open an after-hours rave club. Yeah. Like, what? First of all, a rave does not happen in a diner. No. A rave happens in a warehouse, a warehouse yeah. or an abandoned house, or you know something or like the that. Sewer, right? It could, <laughs> but yeah, Steve's like, I will, you know, I will turn it into a club, and he does. Oh, he does a great job. He has some kind of magic. He is like the ultimate. <laughs> he's like the ultimate party god. Like he sold his soul to the devil. <laughs> For mediocre hair and the ability to throw parties. Right. Oh, but yeah, so they're charging $10 a head. Yeah, he, at first he starts with three. He said he said at first, I'm almost positive he said, I could fill this place at $3 a head. Okay. And then I guess because it was there was so much demand, he upped it to $10. That's funny. So, Valerie... How does this co- go down? There's two different nights. Yeah. So the first Friday and Saturday. Is it the first night when all the shit goes down with Valerie, or the second night? The first night is the night that the shit goes down with Valerie. So <clears throat> Kelly once again catches Valerie being bad. <laughs> well, so we're kind of going chronological order, I guess. Well, we're we're kind of. So there's there's several plots that are wrapped up in this. Yeah. And I guess we'll get to the, the B story yeah, we'll afterwards. Get there. But Oh, we can't forget about Andrea either. Yeah, exactly. She, I would say she's well, C. Yeah, C story. <laughs> but before this even happens, Steve leaves and says to Dylan, Hey, why don't you watch the door? Oh yeah. While I go do whatever. And he's like, Yeah, sure. The guy, this guy comes up, he's like, hey, you got change for a big bill? And it's got to be 100 Right. And he's like, yeah. And he just puts it in his pocket and then gives him change. And Valerie's like, hey, isn't the money supposed to go in the till? And he's like, I am the till. Which, I mean, it is his restaurant. So, like, why is he embezzling from his own restaurant? That's what I think is the weirdest thing. Because he doesn't, he doesn't want to split with Nat. Over what? Like 300 bucks? Like, why? Like, it doesn't make sense for him to be desperate for that amount of money. I mean, I know he lost his millions, but he still has some money. I don't think much. I think for based on what I'm what the way he's acting and everything, I don't think he's got that million dollars that we that we anticipated. I think he's 
down to pretty much nothing. Huh. I mean, he was kind of bulking at or bulking at the prospect of paying a hundred dollars to that guy because he was going to make what what they call brain drinks. Oh yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. They don't have a liquor license, so they can't serve alcohol. Mm-hmm. And this dude's like, "Oh, we're going to serve brain juice." Yeah, they're filling. First of all, they're filling a diner as a rave. The name of the episode's Rave On. Right. Maybe the best the best episode ever named after a Buddy <laughs> Holly song. You know that one? No. Where the little things you say and do make me want to be with you. Rave on, it's a crazy feeling, and I, I know it's got me reeling when you say, I love you. I still don't know it, but thanks for the song. It's a good song. Anyway, so what was I saying? <laughs> I don't know. We got a little derailed there, dear. <laughs> so, what the fuck were we talking about? The juice, the brain oh, juice. There you go. Thank you. So, they're <laughs> filling a diner as, as a rave with no drugs right. and no alcohol. Yeah, they just have like strobe lights and music, and that's and it. And brain juice. And brain juice. Which is just juice. Yeah, it's just juice. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't get it. The, do they have these, like, fucking, like, oxygen bars there in uh, California? Yeah, they do. Like, I think, yeah, Dylan's mom went to one of those with Cindy. Yeah, they she went to, like, a sensor, sensory deprivation place or something. I don't they know. do this weird shit. And only in California would you get away with this. I can't imagine a bunch of college kids going to a rave that didn't have alcohol or drugs. Well, I mean, the raves don't usually serve alcohol. They're not usually in an establishment. They're underground. But there's always drugs. You just have to bring your own. And I'm sure these kids, at least some of I them did. So. I hope some of them are rolling, man. They, they'd have to be. I didn't see a lot of glow-in-the-dark pacifiers, but... I saw a lot of people making out. That's true. Maybe that's... Maybe they're all on Euphoria. Remember right. Euphoria? <laughs> I think Euphoria was E. Yeah. But, yeah. Ecstasy. So, Valerie saw Dylan steal from the till. Mm-hmm. And then still somehow ends up making out with him in the back room. No, well, why wouldn't she? Well, I guess she thinks that's hot. I don't know. <laughs> I would think that was kind of not hot. So, like, that, that would make you not want to make out with him? Yeah. Because you'd think he was poor? No, because I think that he's a shitty person. Okay. Well, apparently you wouldn't have started going out with Dylan in the first place. So. Right. So, Kelly walks in and sees Valerie's shoes. Because earlier in the episode, Valerie had gone shopping and there was this big deal about her outfit and her shoes and shit. Her new shoes. So, she knows it's her back there with Dylan. Yeah, and she knows it's Dylan because Dylan's like, hey, this is a private place or whatever. Get out. Get out. Yeah. Doesn't even bother to find out who walked in. Right. He doesn't care. No. And um, Valerie... No, that's the next night. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) I love watching you get lost. Well, no, I was thinking about what else happens in the back room. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is... Huh? Which is the next night. 
Yeah, but don't skip over the... See, okay, you need me to take over. I, I do, I do. So, it's the end of the night. They've had 500 and something kids come in here. So, they've no. made... It was 356. No, it wasn't. Okay. 356 is the amount of dollars they're short. There was like 500 and something that came in... And they either like, oh, it's $5,000 or whatever, right? Or was it, oh, maybe you're right. Maybe it was 300 and something. So let's say they made, let's say you're right. They made over a little over $3,000. Let's pretend that there's a world in which you could be right. Thanks. I'm, I'm digging myself deeper because the more I'm thinking about it, the more I think you are right. But anyway, they made like $3,000, but they're like 300 bucks short. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, three hundred bucks is not enough. It's not enough to make any difference. Like, it's not enough to be worth it. Yeah, like I don't know why he's doing it, so he can get an extra hundred and fifty dollars because he's splitting it with with Nat. Right. So I don't, I don't understand. Maybe Steve gets a cut too. Maybe the money all goes back into the peach pit. Mm. He wants some money. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he'd have to wait until whenever they get their salary. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway. So, Kelly says to Steve, Steve, let me, uh, Dylan left, or whatever. I, uh, can you take, or Brandon left, because Brandon went there with her. She's like, can you, uh, walk me out to my car? Something's wrong with my battery or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, okay. So, she goes out there, and she's like, yeah, so, she's cheating on you. Yeah, she's like, I saw her and Dylan in the background. And then, Valerie walks out in the middle of her telling him. And she's like, oh, what's going on? Like, if she wasn't ready to defend herself, I don't think she would have had anything to defend herself from. You know what I mean? Like, she just knew what was happening. Oh, yeah. I think she knew. I think she could tell by that pinched up look on Kelly's face. (laughs) Yes. It's like she's smelling something bad the whole episode. So she she's got a golden lie ready to go where she basically says, Hey, you know, I didn't say anything because Dylan's your friend and I didn't want to make waves or anything, but he was drunk. He grabbed me. I was just the one he happened to grab, she says, mm-hmm. and pulls me back there. And she's like, you know, I would appreciate it if you guys didn't say this, anything about this to anybody. She's like, it's kind of embarrassing. It's embarrassing for me. What's embarrassing? That you got <laughs> grabbed by a drunk dude? I mean, like, I don't get it. She's like, he didn't even do anything. But Kelly knows. Kelly knows what she saw and what she heard. I mean, she was happily giggling. Right. You're not happily giggling if somebody's assaulting you. But Steve believes her. Which one? Steve believes Valerie. I guess. He looked doubtful. I don't think he fully believes her. Well, he's like, let me take you home. And then he looks at Kelly and he's like, bye, Kelly, or whatever. It's, yeah. It seems like he's choosing her over Oh, he definitely chose her because he thinks she's going to sleep with her. He doesn't think he's going to be able to sleep with Kelly again, so he's going with Valerie, but I don't know that he 100% believes Valerie, which is why I think he does what he does the next day. Okay. Well, you go ahead and you tell him about that then. The next day, Steve shows up with a flask and pulls her in the back room and acts like he's been drinking. You think Whether, he's only been? You think he's only acting like he's been drinking? I mean, maybe he has been. I don't know. See, I think you. I think you give Steve more credit than the episode's <laughs> actually presenting 
Because you seemed, you came up with this idea of like, he's testing her. He's testing her. But I don't think he was. He presented the exact same situation she said happened with Dylan. He was drunk and he grabbed her and pulled her in the back room and started making out with her. Mm -hmm. Which is what she said Dylan did. Right. So I think he's looking to see if she's going to like respond or not. And she didn't. She pushed him away. Which to me, it would be like, okay, so why didn't she push Dylan away? I I I think you're totally wrong. <laughs> I think you're reading way too much into it. I think you're making believe that Steve's way smarter than he is. <laughs> I don't think that's the situation. All right. But she does steal his flask yep. and sticks it in her fucking boot yep. like a little whore. Because that's what she is. <laughs> and you hate her so much, don't you? A little bit. And then she just goes Why off. Why do you hate her so much? Because she's... She's using everybody and messing with people. Uh-huh. I care about them for like <laughs> how many seasons have we watched these people? And she's coming in and fucking with them. Okay. I don't like it. All right. But she goes to Dylan's with the flask and they get wasted. Mm-hmm. I think it's hilarious that like she needed to steal this liquor and go over there and get wasted. Like, he's always drinking. Like, yeah. I'm sure she could have gotten him drunk anytime she wanted. She didn't need to. No. I think she just wanted to. She likes taking things that she gets from Steve over to Dylan. Yeah. It's weird. It's like she's a cat bringing, <laughs> bringing a dead bird or something. <laughs> Look what I got for you, Dylan. Right. So, uh, they're making out, and somehow she tricks him into telling her, but I don't remember exactly she how she did it him. well she just says she says something like he she he breaks his lamp because he's oh, yeah. over and he's like yeah you owe me a new lamp and she's like yeah what's a new lamp for you you i heard you got a gazillion dollars or whatever and he's like no look i'm broke he put turns out the pockets of his jeans and He's got her his hand around her neck. Yeah, that was kind of up against the the wall, and she's like, she says something like, "Oh, looks like, or why does a rich guy need to steal three, you know, three hundred bucks from his own party or whatever?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Because I'm not rich or whatever." And she's like, "Well, what happened to it?" And he's like, you know, whatever. I got fucked over. People stole it. Yeah, people stole it from me. That's what happened. And he's like, so if you're looking for money, you ain't getting it. Ha ha, joke's on you. And then they have sex. And she's like, yeah, I ain't looking for money. Yeah. So. I mean, I think she kind of proved that part, at least. She did. She did say something to Jim, though. What did she say to Jim? Before this whole incident. Where she's talking to him, he's like, oh, I used to be his financial advisor or whatever, and he said something like, Dylan doesn't need to worry about money or whatever, she's like, I don't know, he acts like, he didn't act like a rich guy, he acts like a guy that really needs money. Yeah, that's true. So I think that might, something might happen there. Like, you think Jim might check on him? (laughs) Yeah, Jim might check on him, Jim might, Jim might get his fucking money back. I would love it if Jim got his money back. And, you know, Jim has those magical, like, you know, puppet strings to pull where he can find out what's in people's bank accounts. So Jim's going to call the president of Uruguay or whatever and be like, yeah, where are they? Right. Bring me their heads. (laughs) But I'm sure he can find out that Dylan's broke if he really wants to. Oh, yeah. He'll look into it. 
He'll look into it. He'll figure it out. He'll make Dylan come clean. Then Dylan will go to AA. Stop drinking. Uh, I don't know that the two things really go hand in hand. His brokenness and drinking? Yeah. Uh, absolutely they do. And losing his sister. Like, yeah. I think the trust that was broken, I think it all it all goes hand in hand. And then he'll have to make a, a pilgrimage back to Mexico to pay back that dude. We're never going to see that. <laughs> that, dude, that dude's done. I want to see it. <laughs> That's the, a deleted scene where he just... He just goes and stands over a bunch of cash. Gets his watch back. All right. Oh, maybe we will see it again because he needs to get that watch back. Yeah. Forgot about the watch. Maybe he'll take Valerie. Let's go to Baja. Valerie will become one of that guy's horse. <laughs> How much? I'll give you the watch back for the girl. <laughs> you belong to me now. There you go. But um. And then and then Zach Morris will show up and it'll turn into. Uh, Saved by the Bell Mexican whore style or whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. What have you done with my wife? I would love it. If they got Mark Paul Gossler mm-hmm. on, not playing Zach, obviously, but if they had him guest star just as, like, just, you know, a, a guy walking on the street or whatever, just somebody they, they meet up with. Right. Like this construction worker they meet up with. And he just says something like, oh, you know. You look kind of like my wife or whatever, and then leaves. Yeah, that would be funny. Yeah, it would be, but they'll never do it. He should do a cameo. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so B-plots. B-plots. We have David, Donna, and Claire. Mm-hmm. David and Claire, or David himself, is working on a bimbo piece. He's like... He's looking for a bimbo piece. Yeah, he, <laughs> yes. But um, he, he's like... Search. It's going to be like searching the campus for a bimbo or something. Like it's, I don't remember. It's the the I don't know whatever the the best bimbos of California University or something like that. And something of, stupid. Yeah, and of course the girls are offended, but um, he somehow talks them into joining. Well, only Tori Spelling's offended. Yeah. She says that's sexist, and then Claire's like, "We'll do it." <laughs> She's like, "We will." Donna is so easily manipulated. Yes, she is. So her and Claire are doing their own version called Himbo. The Himbo Project. And their big thing is to get them to say words where they can edit it together to where they're saying, I am a big stud muffin or something like that. Yeah. Well, I don't understand. That's supposed to be funny, I guess. I don't know. Like, I don't get it. It's... It's like maybe elementary school humor. I don't right. I don't understand. They could have done so much more funny things to embarrass these guys if they wanted to. Yeah. Other than we're going to do an intelligence test. What's the thing that you hang a big picture on? You need to put the nail in the what? Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's dumb. It's and- just a dumb concept. And then Donna asks this construction worker dude to do it. Yeah. And he's the only Who, one. By the way, I recognized. Oh, yeah. As a young Al- Admiral Albert Calavici on the television program Quantum Leap. Oh. Yeah. There was an episode where Sam leapt back into Al when Al was 
a young man. Interesting. And when he looks in the mirror, he sees the person he's leapt into, and that's the, the reflection is this guy. So you're the only person in the whole world that would remember that Come because on. you love uh, Quantum Leap so much. I do much. love Quantum Leap. But, okay, this dude. Bring back Quantum Leap. I know you miss it. I'm sorry for you. Maybe we should do, like, a rerun of Quantum Leap someday for the Maybe. show. I don't know. I don't even know where to find us. I'm sure they have reruns, or they will. Or tapes. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could do like we did with the now and Hudon. Get yeah. the tapes. We'll just do it. Well, yeah. There, there we go. We'll just we'll we'll create a new show where it's all about quantum leap. No, I didn't say all that. No, come on. But anyways, the construction late fee 1994 uh. at aol dot com. If you want us to do a show, episode by episode of Quantum Leap. No. Say no. Say yes. Just say no. Make her do it. I don't want to. I like it fine, but I don't want to do it every week. If we get 100 people that say it, we have to do it. Okay, fine. That's your your goal, guys. The construction worker who's supposed to be, like, you know, stereotypically dumb because, you know. The guy who was on Quantum Leap. Construction worker. But he's the only one who gets what she's doing. Yeah, because he's not a dumb college kid. Like all the college guys, he's an adult. Just, all the college guys went along with it, and he's like, uh, "How stupid do you think I am?" Right. And somehow this leads to he's uh, like, "Is this a rich bitch joke?" <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. But somehow this leads to um, them liking each other. It's weird. Well, you skipped many steps, but okay. Did I? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it didn't happen where he was like, do you think I'm an idiot? And he goes, this is some kind of rich bitch joke. And she's like, I love you. Well, she that never said I love you. That didn't happen that way, no. Well, I mean, she went looking for him to apologize the next day. Because she felt bad, yes. And then she invited him to the rave. Right. And when they're going over their their footage, they see the construction guy, and she's like, no, we're not using that, that yeah. footage. They're like, come on, it's funny. And she's like, no. They were like, but, and she goes, no. <laughs> this is half my project, too. And I say we're not using him. And they were like, well, what about your boyfriend? The way we made him look stupid. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> and then he shows up to the rave, and I think it is hilarious. He's actually wearing a tie. Yeah. Like, how fish out of water are you, dude? He's never been to a rave. He has no idea this what is going this on. This guy's 28 years old. <laughs> Yeah, it's like he, he's showing up for a date and meeting her parents. That's mm. how he's dressed. He's got a corsage. <laughs> but they they dance, and the guy who she's uh, supposed to be dating looks kind of pissed off. Flint hardcock, yeah. But I don't think they even talk about it. No, not, not in this episode, but it's going to come up. Yeah. He says to David, I think, he's like, who's that fucker she's dancing with? <laughs> like, I don't know. So I think Donna would be good with this guy, but you know he's probably only going to be a few episodes and then it'll be over. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I think uh, what's-his-name might only be a few episodes. Looks like he's getting jettisoned. Yeah, that's true. So finally. Finally. We have Andrea yeah. and Jesse. All right. Andrea is losing her damn mind because she wants to go out and be with like adult people and do things and have fun. And they can't do it because they didn't. They don't have babysitter. Yeah. So you know she tried. They well. By the way, this is weird. 
They're plan. They're planning a date. Mm-hmm. She's on the phone talking to people. He's getting dressed in the tuxedo that he wears when he tends bar. Mm-hmm. Is that what he's going to wear when they go out? Yeah, I don't. That was very weird. I had the same thought watching it. Why would you? Why are you dressing up in your work clothes to go out? Even if it is a nice tuxedo, I don't care how nice the clothes I wear to work are. I'm not wearing them out. Right. It's weird. You're weird, Jesse. Well, I think maybe he knew he was going to end up going to work. I think he just wanted to go to work, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, they they thought they were going to go to... Did you see what Andrea was wearing, too, by the way? Yeah. Awful. She looks like my mother. Awful. One of the worst outfits I've ever seen. She looks like my mother in the 80s. That's what she looks like. She looks like... So the dress that she was wearing looks like burlap. It looks like it's made out of burlap. And do you, does anyone remember... The way the, in Star Trek, the original Star Trek, but not the TV show, the movies. When they've got those red uniforms that button to one side and they, they'll they unbutton it, you know, to open up the flap or yeah. whatever. That's what this reminded me of. Because <laughs> it's red like that and it buttons all along the one yeah, side like that. I can see that. It was, oh my God, it, it was the, one of the worst outfits I've ever seen in my life. It was no good. She looks like a matron. <laughs> so, yeah, Jesse's just like, well, since we can't get a sitter, we need money. I'm going to work. Yep. Bye. Peace out. Which was really shitty. She's like, everybody's going to this rave and I can't go. Like, he could have stayed home. He's like, well, we can go tomorrow. You can go tomorrow. Yeah. Because the Walshes are watching the baby tomorrow. So you can go tomorrow. But he's also working tomorrow. So they don't get to go on a date. No. So she does go to the rave the next day. And while she's there, she's having fun, whatever. She's like, I'm going to go surprise Jesse at work. Mm-hmm. And she walks in and, of course, sees him flirting with a blonde pretty girl. Well, he's he's talking close to her and smiling. So, I mean, it's it's flirtatious, but he's not. She can't hear what he's saying. Yeah. And he could be close because it's loud. Yeah. yeah he's probably, you know, just making idle chatter or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't. I wouldn't have gotten as upset as she did. I would have walked up and been like, hey, what's going on? You know, and talked about it later. Yeah. Not like run off crying. Like, you know, she's, you know, she's crying. Oh, yeah. She went out and got a pint of ice cream and she's sitting at home crying (laughs) into her Hagen dazs She's packed up the car. Right. She's ready to leave. I mean, I know she was feeling insecure because he works so much and she's always at home with the baby. And, you know, I'm sure she she's feel made, sexy. She's made some comments in the past about, oh, you know, the pretty girls that are at the bar and stuff like that. She's made some comments to him, made some comments to Brandon. and So she's very jealous. Here and there. But it hasn't really come out. But now, yeah. Which, I mean, like, it's normal, I think, in this situation, having just had a baby. Yeah, but, I mean, it's not like, what does she think, that he's going to fuck her on the bar? He's working. <laughs> and, of course, he's going to be flirting with, with girls. That's how he gets tips. Yeah, he's a bartender. That's what bartenders he's probably do. probably flirting with the gay guys, too. Right? That's how he feeds them and buys diapers. Exactly. She doesn't have a job. She, he's not actually kissing or putting his hands on anybody. Yeah. I mean, it was probably a stupid idea for her to go there, honestly. But right. I hope that it doesn't cause a big problem with their relationship, but it might. I'm sure it will, for at least a couple episodes. Yeah. 
and then it'll be fine. I bet you he's going to have to quit his job. He's going to have to find something else to do because she can't handle it. Maybe. And he won't make anywhere near as much money. Maybe. You could be right. What about D story? What's that? Uh, Jim and Cindy are playing with the baby. (laughs) And Cindy says, let me have a baby. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. She's like, how old do people can people have babies? And what do you think? (laughs) Open a book, Cindy. (laughs) Do you think we could have a baby? And he's like, no, no. And she's like, women have babies well into their 40s. How old is she? They look like they're in their late 40s. Yeah. Maybe mid 40s. Probably more like late 40s, though. But I'm guessing they're supposed to be in their mid-40s, I guess. I think they're supposed to be in their late-30s, early-40s. I can't imagine they are in their late-30s, though, because they have twins that are 19 years old. Mm-hmm. So let's say they were 20, right? Mm-hmm. If they were in their late-30s, then they would have been teenage. Like, they would have been, like, 20 is the is the oldest they could have been having these kids. Yeah. And they met in college. And it sounded like, the way they talk about it, it sounds like they got married and were married like after college and were, were married for at least a couple of years. Well, I guess when she says well into their 40s, maybe she's referring to herself as being well into her 40s. I'm guessing they're supposed to be like 44, 45. Okay. Because like 24, 25, 23, 24, 25 as an age when they had their twins, that sounds reasonable. It sounds awful to think about having children at that age. Oh, like having babies to take care of. Like they'll be, they'll be like geriatric before they're grown. Oh, I thought you meant having babies when you're like 23. (laughs) Yeah, I'm waiting longer than that. But yeah, that's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to have a baby at 45. My dad was like 49 when I was born. Yeah, my dad was like 45, I think, when I was born. So. And everyone always thought he was my grandfather. Yeah, same. Santa asked me one year if uh, that was my grandpa. And I just said yes, because I was, like, shy and stuff. And and then I realized what I did, and I felt bad, and then I cried, and I couldn't even explain what was wrong. It was, like, a mess. Oh, wow. It was... Santa just opened up a little fucking can of worms in your brain, right? And Santa was, like, a mental terrorist. And my dad's feelings were hurt, too, because he heard. Oh, okay. It was awful. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Bad childhood memories. Anyway. <laughs> 90210. Mm-hmm. What other shenanigans will Valerie get up to? That's the question. Yeah. She's what, really stealing the show. What are we going to... She really is stealing a lot of focus on the show. What do you think we're going to focus on next week? Hmm, probably it'll be heavy Andrea and Jesse episode. I hope not because they suck. I agree. I don't like it either. But anyway, we'll we'll figure it out then. But that's that's our episode for the day, the week. Carol, do your thing. So go ahead and write us at latefee1994 at awl.com. Mm-hmm. Tell Mark you do not want to watch any or listen to any Quantum Leap. Don't do that or I'll find you and kill you. And uh, you can go to our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yep. And share the tapes with your friends. That's right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.